Welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's furry play lifestyle has become so profa- profound that he gave birth to a live panda bear over the weekend. That's true. A little friend for the baby llama conceived in 2014. That was a vaginal birth, was it not, Matt? Um, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, you just I got, all, you gotta, all you gotta do is hope that panda comes head first. You don't want to breach. <laughs> this week's show is sponsored by the blonde hot anchor woman of Fox. We know secretly you're very accomplished, but all we can think of doing is banging your cans while you talk about Trump. Oh, Megan Kelly, she is hot. They're all, there's a bunch of hot women. The blonde hot anchor woman of Fox. You make fake news worth watching again. Uh, she is, uh, she's 45 years old, by the way. Did she you know that? She looks fantastic. She looks her. amazing. I like how they like put, dress her up like a showgirl for like the debates. Yeah. She's got like a pound and a half of makeup on. She got the hair slicked back. She's in some sort of designer thing. I mean, she's like, it's like a runway show. She can, in in like a really meta sense, complain about people talking about Trump when that's the entire crux of her programming. Yeah, she's a self, she's a self promoter and she talks about Trump because she knows that Trump talk comes back to her and makes her look sympathetic. She's got a book coming out or something about it. Well, at that point, do you not get to complain about people talking about Trump then? I I don't understand this. And it's mostly chicks that are that are doing this. All they're they're doing is talking about the guy and then they're complaining like if I said something about. Yeah. Well, to be fair, part of it is they're producing they're producing bosses are making them talk about Trump because it brings in the ratings. So maybe they don't want to. Uh, I mean, he did talk some shit about her. Which probably was a little beyond the pale. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it was funny when he talked about her period. <laughs> yes, that was that was the best. I love period talk. Uh, if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Men Podcast. We have thirteen thousand followers on Facebook now. I'd like to mention. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, last night we live in Los Angeles. So both of you is the one thing we share in common, along with a, a sixth toe. Uh, <laughs> Everybody, all everybody was talking about last night was Kobe Bryant, the Kobe Bryant going away party, which lasted, I think, nine months now, the longest going away party ever. I think Oprah had the record at six months when she announced she was leaving TV. Uh, blown away by Kobe Bryant, who on the last place Lakers, I think they've been last place the last three years now. Last in the West. Yeah, last in the West, and the arguably at least one of the two worst teams in all of basketball. Uh, they set the whole season around Kobe and Kobe's farewell, and every city he went to, they did a retrospective, and everyone applauded Kobe, the last game at the Garden, the last game at the Bulls Arena, wherever it was, it was Kobe's last game. And Kobe played like five minutes and fell down, fell down and they had to drag him off the court. And everybody applauded him. He seemed to stay a little, a little too long. Uh, last night was his big going away party. And I just felt after watching the, the 30 minute movie, the fireworks, the, 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 I think everyone up to the Pope has said, we love you, Kobe. Uh, can we have done more for Kobe? They get, let him, let him kind of get 60 points in the game. Isn't there more we as a people could have done for Kobe? I don't, yeah, it's an interesting thing because most players, like Tim Duncan, is arguably as good as Kobe or better. He's got two MVP awards for a season, and uh, to Kobe's one. And he's on like a really good team, and he's playing, and he's not really talking about the fact that he may very well retire because I just don't think that he feels the need to do that. I, I think it's like an insecurity thing or just an ego thing. Um, but his motivation, it, it's, I would feel very uncomfortable if I was doing what he was doing because I would just feel like this isn't real and they're just using me to tank the season. They're using him to tank the season, but also he's getting a shitload out of it, right? I mean, the whole thing is adulation about Kobe. That's been the entire... I mean, I think the other players on the team are the ones that are suffering, right? People are going with it, yeah, which is weird. I mean... It was a massive celebration here. I mean, tickets were going for God knows how much money at Staples to see Kobe's last game and 
Farewell to Kobe and Magic Johnson came out and then saluted him with like an AIDS cocktail. <laughs> it was just, I mean, there was a Jack Nicholson was crying. It was just, it was ridiculous. It was like uh, you Nicholson know, there, probably thought it was like Game Seven in the finals. Yeah, he, he, he has no know. idea what's going no, on. He just knows where to find the pussy. That's <laughs> all he's left with these days. Uh, it was a lot. I mean, I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen this kind of display of an athlete. And here's a you know you don't like Kobe, you hate Kobe. And I'm not a big fan of Kobe, but I recognize that he. I, I believe he's one of the five best players that ever played basketball. So it was a big deal that he was retiring, but not that big a deal. I mean, this was not like presidential, you know, they, swearing a new president has less like fanfare than this had. It was a bit much. Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised how much people ran with it. It just seems so 2016. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, we need, it's like we need material. It, yeah. It's like the country is green lighting shows and they have like a surplus budget or something. something we need ESPN needs a spe- I mean ESPN wrote about it like it was a gr- I mean they, the, the same night last night the Warriors won their 73rd game and broke the best season ever in the NBA. Ironically the same night yes. and a team that's you know unselfish in in the way they play yes. and they're breaking the record while Kobe's uh shooting the most shots ever in a game. Yes, and missing the most shots. And I, I just it was like Kobe, he scores sixty points, just like Kobe to go out on a big nut. Well, it was, you know, I think you said it was like the Make a Wish Foundation a game, <laughs> just like they like. What do you want, Kobe? You're about to be, you're about to go away. You're about to die at least pu- publicly. What do you want? I want to score sixty points in a game, and then yeah. everyone just sort of let him shoot fifty times. My theory is that, and yeah, the Jazz just kind of quit playing, yeah. and I, I don't know if they were in on it because I mean, he shot. He shot when he shot from the perimeter. He shot six for twenty-one from three-point land. So it's not like he was he was nailing down threes or something like that. He just he was shot twenty-two of fifty overall. So he wasn't <laughs> shooting all that well. He was just shooting a lot. Yeah, uh, it's, when was Jeter's retirement? Was that a year or two ago? And yeah, they, I don't. Even, I don't remember because it was such a small deal. They did a little thing. Yeah, they gave him some bats and some special chairs and shit. But yeah, it. I, I don't know. I wrote on my website. It's like the selfie era, you know, like like the Lakers in the eighties were Showtime, yeah. and the Detroit Pistons in the eighties were like uh, Motor City, you know, bad blue, boys, blue collar, yeah. and this just seems, and especially because on his team, like. Nick Young's dating Iggy Azalea and Clark, uh, is it Clarkson? One of them is Jordan dating Clarkson. one of the Kardashians. And it just had this whole selfie, you know, modern feel to it. Like, I think when Kobe was playing that game, he wasn't like, I want to score a lot of points in this game. I think he was like, this will look cool on ESPN tomorrow. Yes. So you're saying the players are hyper aware of the the, media, the world of media around them? Yeah, the they're, actual, play, they're playing. They're actually playing the media. Real time is like secondary. This yes. is all you know orchestrated just for for narrative content, which is kind of the opposite of what sports are, right? Uh, I thought they should have. I, I would have been happy with the whole thing if they just sort of killed him at the end. Like it would have been like if it had just been like a Logan's run at the end where he's just like taken up to something and killed because he's no longer useful to the to society. Yeah, he's not <laughs> going like, to farewell after. No, after this. he's not. He's too old. He's even too old to anal, anally rape any concierges, as far as I'm concerned. So that what he what's he got left to do? He had rape and he had basketball. And well, getting- I saw on uh, Real Sports on HBO, he's apparently starting a production company for his uh, – he's writing, like, scripts. Really? So that's going to go really fucking badly. Yeah, that's going to go poorly. But I guess he has enough money that he's, he's – if he's, if he's smart – here's how you can tell a smart ex-athlete. They use other people's money to do their stupid shit. Yeah. If they start using their own money, then that's when you know they're stupid and lose all their money. Kobe's – I think I, – I peg him as a smarter financial side. 
Uh, he did stick around for $80 million extra last year to do nothing for the Lakers. Yeah. So it's not like he doesn't, he's not aware of money. So as long as he's using other people's money, I just, this, this whole, I, I don't mind the, long ago I thought we lost idolization of sports figures. Kobe seems like an odd one to idolize, but there were people in LA, I don't know if you saw them, they were crying last night. Yeah, people in LA are fucking retarded. They, <laughs> they're, you know, and, and they all have this thing where they, they act like they love Kobe, and, and most of them probably do, but deep down they just know, like, oh, this guy's a douche, you yes, know, and he's yes. kind of overrated. And, but in Hollywood, that's not he's not like a high-level Hollywood douche. I mean, we live with douches all the time. He's up there. Yeah, you think so? Well... Are you, count, are you counting the time he had he, uh, sex with the concierge and was watching the trees outside or not? I don't get – I mean, as far as rape – so I, I post on, like, Twitter and Facebook all this shit about Kobe being a rapist. In fact, I just yell out rapist when yeah. I watch a game yeah, in yeah, LA. Yeah. People don't like it. Um, and I, I don't – and then, oh, yeah, that's all you got. You, you can't say he's a rapist. And it's like, why not? He is a rapist. Like, why would I not say that? Well, he wasn't. He's not a convicted rapist. You can't say that. You can say he uh, plowed a chick in the ass who didn't want to be fucked <laughs> at a hotel, and then he got off by paying her. I give that go like away. a five on the rape scale. Yeah, it's a pretty low rape scale. What What I remember most about Kobe is the fact that they were in the playoffs during the rape trial uh, in Colorado, and he made it. He came back. He flew back like the minute after the trial. Left the trial early to fly back to play in the game. Yeah, and the crowd gave him a standing ovation because he had made such an effort. I'm like, he just. You don't know where he came back. He just came back from a rape trial. Yeah. He's the one on trial for rape. It's like the fact that he got he chartered a private jet to get there in time for the game. It's, it's amazing. Not, it's amazing. I got away from that. Impressive. No, that's not something to brag about. A standing ovation for the guy coming back from his rape trial to play a game. And then he changed his number, and it's like, oh, yeah. so that was a totally different guy. It was like, yeah. no, number pretty frivolous, actually. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember that rock. He bought his wife the, to, to stand by his side at the press conferences. The oh, whole thing was pretty. His ugly. wife's got to just be a fucking disgusting whore. Yeah, she's she's probably horrible. I think she scored forty five points last night against the Jazz. <laughs> I just wish we could have done more for Kobe, but I also wish at the end it would have been like uh, uh, we could have just had him like, okay, game's over. You got 60 seconds run, and everyone gets to like take him out. Yeah. Like, just go. You got 60 seconds head start, and then we get the, we get to hunt him or something. Float him out on an iceberg. Yeah. That's Inuit, by the way. Yeah. I'm just saying that now. All right, Kobe. Uh, maybe this could be the last time we ever hear of Kobe. Are the Lakers in the playoffs, by the way? Uh, no. Yeah, no, they're not. They came in last And they're not going to be for the next uh, three, four, no. five years. All right. Goodbye, Kobe. Matt, I know you like to post selfies with, around cash with yourself, with cash, with hot <laughs> ladies. Uh, you have the Ferraris and your uh, your charter jets, your airplane. I think you own the airplane. A lot of that sort of like old school gangster sneak, stuff. Sneak down to the runway and yeah, nab a photo. Get some shots, hanging, just hanging by my Cessna. That just kind of shit. Ask the guys at the rental place. Hey, is it cool if I yeah. just uh, snap a couple photos on your on the yacht bar, your friend's yacht for the day? <laughs> uh, Bow Wow. I think it used to be. Is this the guy who used to be Little Bow Wow? Yeah. So Little Bow Wow, oh yes, I remember now when he was no longer when to be called Little Bow Wow. You know you have those kids who have like childhood nicknames, they get older and they have to tell everyone not to call them by the childhood nickname anymore? Yeah. Like they were Bobby and then now they want to be Robert. Yeah, I, st- he's, I still call him keep Bobby. calling him the same thing. Yeah, of course you do. That's, once you get a nickname, it sticks, you know. That's just the way it goes. And they spend the rest of their life trying to convince people not to call him by their childhood, but call him Scooter. Yeah. But it's too fucking late. Well, you can't have it both ways. It was super cool when you were younger. Yeah, yeah. And you benefited from that, and now, guess what? You're stuck with yeah, it. Yeah, when your name was fucking Speedy in Little League or whatever, it was great. Now you're know. 45 and you're in fucking real estate sales, but you're still called Speedy. People I totally at- regret never giving myself a nickname, man. Uh, I don't think you can give yourself a nickname, can you? Oh, when you go to college or even your first oh, tell day at high school, yeah, what's yeah. your name? Hey, just yeah. fucking... Swaggy uh, P. 
Yeah, you're swaggy, you're swaggy B. Spike. I don't know. Yeah, hey, my name is Matt. People call me Spike, so call me Spike, okay? Yeah. People go, the fuck you, Matt. <laughs> uh, so a little Bow Wow is now Bow Wow, and he's doing this thing where uh, I don't I don't understand the idea. Uh, I guess this is a new money versus old money kind of thing. Uh, I'm neither, so I don't really get either of them. But I guess showing yourself with stacks of money around is like a, th- a way to impress people. Yeah, you don't people. see John Kerry doing a lot of that. No, exactly. Uh, there's no, he does not line up like ketchup bottles, like from his wife's ketchup empire. <laughs> like, <laughs> That'd be awesome. I do remember having one of those jobs in high school where you did like multi-layer marketing, like you sold knives and stuff, and the guy would come in and show you his 1040 return. Mm-hmm. Some guy would drive in like in a Mercedes. Some guy was like 25, which was really old, uh, <laughs> would drive in and in his like Mercedes was probably rented and like kind of flash you his 1040 really quickly uh. and show you how you made like, $42,000 last year off this deal. And you can, wow. you can too someday if you like sell enough of this crap. And it was always like, I was like, you're like 16. You're like, damn, that looks pretty impressive. It was probably all fake. Now I think about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, it, shows, it was like Alec Baldwin showing off the the watch, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but this money thing, like, so Bow Wow posted an Instagram picture of himself with money. And rappers have not learned yet. You know, people are going to call you on your shit if it's not your real money. Floyd Mayweather, I think it's his real money. I think he actually gets like a million dollars out of the bank and puts it on a bed and has sex on top of it. Yeah. Uh, but these guys don't have that much money. And so he posted a picture on Instagram of his, with stacks of cash. And some guy who actually the stacks of cash belonged to and posted a picture before noticed that Bow Wow had borrowed his photo for his own and called his, call him on the shit. That's fucking embarrassing, isn't it? This is not just the final death knell of like original gangster rap, badass rap. Yeah, it's it's pretty much over. I mean, it started fading out, and I don't want to give Kanye West too much credit, but you know, he was wearing the sweaters, and he was like, "Look, guys, like, let's just be honest. You know, yes. we're, we're not half. You guys grew up in the suburbs, and yes, um, I'm from a West Chicago suburb. I want to wear nice clothing. I don't just want to wear like crappy clothing. I want to wear designer French clothing. Yeah, and the the photos of the money. It's like, could you get any lamer? Like, I, I honestly can't think of a lamer thing to do. Of first of all, you're on Instagram. Like, that's yes. kind of lame already. Yes. And you're you're so insecure. Your image is so tied up in in money. I mean, I don't want to sound like a fucking hippie, but what does it really matter? And, no. and secondly, you could have more. I probably have more money in the bank than fucking Bow does. Maybe it's, it strikes maybe me as something that people that actually have money would never do. So that's why I say it's a, it's a total new money thing. It's like driving a driving around a two hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, like you know, people with old money don't do that because they just know like that's not how you keep your money. <laughs> And also, it's just like it's considered shameful to like show off, launch your money. Yeah. So this is new money, which I guess is okay if you actually have it, but he doesn't even have it. So he's borrowing pictures of other people's money. And I guess people see this. I don't know. People see this and go like, man, I like his music. I like what he's all about now. Look at that stack of money he has. Yeah. Like what's what's the response supposed to be to seeing someone with a stack of money? I don't know. And I, I don't – I just don't get the reward system. I mean you look at Mayweather and he does that shit all the time. And I just – I think well, one of these days someone's – as soon as you post that, someone's going to kick down your door yes. and fucking rob you. Yes. Like you're, you're honestly – you're doing it in Vegas. People can get into those rooms, man. People I hope can they, get into hotel rooms. I hope they do. I remember 50 Cent posted his pictures of money while he was claiming bankruptcy. Then the, the judge called him and he had to go tell the judge that it was all fake money. Yeah, 50 Cent has <laughs> descended like, the farthest and, and it's so pathetic. He's in the position cars. of having to legally state that he doesn't have any money and that he is in debt. And he's still compelled to show the money that he yes. doesn't have. Yes. While everyone knows the deal, and and yeah, it's fake. It, it's prop. It's 
it's so lame. I just, I don't even feel bad for him. It's just like, you're a fucking idiot. Shouldn't the rappers be driving like very sensible cars and just wearing sensible clothing and like not wearing, you don't see the gold change as much anymore. That kind of went away as well. The yeah. Exce- the excessive gold by the foot purchases, all that stuff, the amulets, the giant amulets. It was like, you know, back to wearing the clock around the neck and stuff like that. It was just, uh, I don't know. It seems like rap has gone completely corporate now. Is that a good news or bad news? Like how, how does that affect the white suburban kids in the, in the <laughs> trying to trying to rip, bite these guys for their style? I wouldn't their- call it corporate. It, I think it's more just like pro wrestling. Like you know, they they did away with all the ridiculous characters, and yeah. now it's it's just sort of based in reality. Like I never understood listening to Jay Z brag about how much money he has when you're broke. Yes, I mean he's essentially just telling you you're a fucking loser. Yes, and I don't also like people bragging about all the chicks they've been boning. Because if you if you had a friend and your friend just all they talked about was all the chicks they were boning, that'd be interesting for like five minutes at most. Yeah, and then you're like, shut the fuck up, dude. I don't was like that's that's not what we talk. Well, about. and the rapping like most rap was about for a good period in the '90s was about how good the lyrics were. Yes. of the person that was rapping, how what an amazing rap master they were. But but it was never really exemplified. It was just a lot of of describing how good they were yes. at the thing. It'd be like yes. a basketball player stepping on the court and saying how how well they can shoot and yes. never taking a fucking shot. Yes, it was insane. That was good though. I love rap back then. It was good for white people back I, then. I liked it. Then it got gang. Then it got gangster. They actually started killing people. And this is it seems like the pendulum has swung the other way now. We're just entirely now. It's Twitter battles. They have Twitter battles, and they show fake money. It's kind of like how nerd is in. You know, it's not yeah. cool to be a jock anymore. It's cool to wear uh, horn rim glasses and and be a, a scrawny nerd, basically. And I think that's kind of what rap is adapting. That's awesome for you, by the way, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations! This is this is your time to shine. All right, bow wow, little bow wow. Yes, whatever, whatever is anymore. At least, I mean, if you're gonna show off money, show off your own fucking money. That it can't get any lamer than that. Um, really, I like when he was little Bow Wow. Was he the one in the movie? Uh, was this the movie with the uh, basketball movie? Little Bow Wow? Uh, romantic yeah. movie? Something like that. God, I wish these people would just go away. All right, uh, Matt, we have an email from uh, Spencer. That sounds like an almost real name. Uh, the Purcellian Club, Purcellian Club, the Pori, something they're known at Harvard. So all these Ivy League schools have these uh, secret societies that go back to the times of the 18th century. Uh, it was just so that it, when you, while you were already at an elite school, you could make yourself even more elite. It was like the VIP elite by yeah. joining these secret societies. If you had the right uh, lineage and the right heritage, and your parents were uh, wealthy enough, farm white enough, and wealthy enough farmers, you could be in the in the, in the really cool secret society. These 250 years later, they're still go- they're still going on at, at Harvard and all and Yale and all the other Ivy League schools. Um, they seem extremely dated. And at the same time, you got to ask yourself who gives a fuck if like a 20 rich dudes want to get together and spank each other in a, in a fucking building with no windows. Is that really our business to shut it up? Well, some people think it is their business because they believe that men getting together in, in private dark rooms and, and doing what the hell they're doing is bad for sexual assaults on campus. Uh, somehow they've linked uh, men meeting with other men and discussing shit from the 19th century uh, as being one of the causes of this massive, uh, massively reported, although not substantiated, rise in campus sexual assaults. Um, <laughs> to which the Porcellian Club, which has never responded publicly to anything in 236 years of existence, said, well, that's the dumbest fucking thing we heard. How can you rape women when there's no women in our club? <laughs> which 
Seems kind of crude, but isn't that correct, Matt? Isn't it true that in all male, do all male clubs lead to larger degrees of sexual assault? Or is he correct in saying that all male clubs, you can't rape women because there are no women in the club? It would be hard to argue with that logic. Yes, I, right. I, I, I couldn't imagine how you could uh, construct an argument. Uh, it dawned on me that it, at Harvard, roughly, what, 25% of the kids there uh, got in because their parents uh, made sizable donations or had yeah, political it's probably, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a big legacy. I'm sure there's a big legacy entry there. And probably those kids are obviously substantially dumber than the other kids at the school. Mm-hmm. So they major in communications and shit like that. But what if these societies are just, you know, like the professor knows George Bush Sr., and he gives, you know, it's just a way of sharing uh, midterm answers and shit. The the secret societies? Yeah, because well, otherwise it's just gay. It's super gay to lock yourself in a room with just guys, and it's dark. And I, I believe it, and I've only heard stories about the way they initiate each other, and it goes back to all the fucking paddling and all the other crap, like that Animal House stuff you saw. Yeah. It seems to be pretty real to what goes on in these places. At the same time, they are extremely rich and powerful families, generally from very powerful families and with a lot of money. So they have a lot of influence in this country. They end up having a lot of influence. Some of them, like Bush and these other people, want to be presidents and stuff. So they're not they're not an insignificant group, as it turns out. Right. Um. But are they like is it are, are the existence of male clubs? You know, guys talk in the gym. You know, you josh with your friends in the, in the, in the locker room. It's very jocular in the locker room, and you guys are all talking about chicks and how wanting to bang chicks and like let's go get us some ladies. That's probably it goes down in the locker room, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I work out alone. Uh, <laughs> so it, is it just is the mere existence of a guys only club likely to cause more rape on campus or? Or is it neutral? Is it? Is it a yeah, straw man? I would say neither. Yeah, it's it's not related to the. What issue. if the male only club was called Let's Rape Women Club? <laughs> would that change your mind? I mean, how to, like how to rape? You come to our club and learn how to rape women. Yeah, I I just think that uh, it's it's not it's not related. No, there's this like I think there's this feeling. I mean, it goes you know in this era of the last twenty thirty years, you know, political correctness and you know equality and all stuff, all these reasonably you know uh, noteworthy goals. Uh, is that you can legislate people, somehow legislate people into believing certain things or acting better or not being assholes. Isn't an asshole kind of an asshole no matter how you legislate? I mean, is it laws like fighting prejudice in the South? I mean, aren't those prejudiced assholes, if they are, if they are just going to be prejudiced assholes no matter what law you pass? Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it's actually aimed at, at thought control. And basically, I mean, if you look at law enforcement, so say you did make this law, you know, law enforcement's objective at this point is just monetary for the most part um you can create a crime rate bill bratton who was the uh, chief of police in los angeles and now in new york it was it just came out in verified documents that they were manipulating the crime rate on purpose and this received like no fucking attention no. whatsoever you know what else received no attention that guy in pennsylvania you saw that judge got arrested yeah for funneling kids into, into prison yeah that didn't get a lot of coverage <laughs> no. it's like a crappy documentary um so you know, when you look at these feminist groups and you have the chick walking down New York uh, streets in New York and people are catcalling her. And so that video was actually sponsored by an organization which their their aim is to make catcalling illegal. Yes. So at that point, you know, you see your friend from college. Hey, Amy, what's up? Oh, now you're getting a fucking hundred dollar ticket. Now you're in the court system. You got to appear. So, you know, a lot of this shit and it especially coming from Harvard where the fucking Illuminati, you know, hatch all these plans. <laughs> to me, it just makes sense that what they're actually doing is working on something that can, you know, penalize us monetarily at some point. Well, I mean, the whole the whole point being that like if men, this is not like, so they have these rules of like gang 
members can't associate with each other because they're, they're up to no good. Yeah. But now they want to extend this to like just guys. Guys can't hang together by themselves because apparently just the mere act of guys hanging together without women around will cause a rape culture to exist. Yeah. And if you have – but I don't think there's any – there's no evidence of this. There's no like scientific evidence that this occurs. Well, like guys – I mean, yeah, guys I, – I believe that guys in fraternity house where they get drunk and all that shit like that and girls come in, there's probably a higher chance of like bad shit going on. Anytime there's alcohol around and 19-year-old guys, bad shit's going to go on. Right. But I don't think that these, there's any notion or any idea or substantiation that guys are hanging around like teaching each other how to rape women and encouraging each other to rape women. Right. I saw the accused. Well, that is that the bad. ultimate goal is to get them from to stop? Stop hanging out. Like I just don't see. Well, what they're saying is, if, if there are no, if there are no men's only associations and women are a part of everything, then men will have to act differently and more responsible. Well, then would there still be women's only uh, groups? Because oh hell yeah, those certainly exist. Yeah, yeah so hell and yeah. No one's arguing that when they get together, <laughs> they get you know more catty or they start leveling false rape accusations or anything. like well, that. Well, I'll say this to be fair, as as the, the most manly man among the three of us here, uh, <laughs> when guys get uh, get together alone, it can get pretty gross, right? I mean, it gets pretty nasty sometimes about women. Yeah. Uh, it gets derogatory towards women and stuff like that. But I don't think in all my time that I don't think any of the guys I've ever associated with have ever sexually assaulted a woman. Thought like, oh, man, we made some funny jokes. Let's go sexually assault some women. Like, yeah. you know, we. I mean, women bitch about their boyfriends. That doesn't mean they go and kill them. Some of them do. Well, chicks come around when you're hanging out with your guy friends, and they're sometimes amused by how ridiculous and, and bawdy yes. the, the talk gets. And they, they think it's funny because they know if anyone knows guys, you're not going to change. That's just how guys are, you know. It totally is. And I just remember the study about the guy. They did a thing about porn. We got to stop porn. One of the leading arguments to stop porn was that it causes a sec- rise in sexual assault and rape guys see porn they get all worked up and they go rape women was the theory and they actually did they actually did a scientific research study on it and found it was the exact opposite the guys you watch porn a lot and were jacking off a lot had yeah. less less desire to be violent towards women it regulated their it regulated their systems and they had less harsh feelings about women now the way they fucked the women when they actually were in love with them might have been grabbing their tits and trying to read them in the ass <laughs> in the power position for the cameras there was some, there was definitely some downsides to watching a lot of porn uh, but they found the exact opposite. This seems to me another one of those things like if, if a bunch of dudes want to get together and paddle each other in a basement somewhere, uh, let that go on. I'm not sure this campus rape thing is, is not more associated with the fact they're just reporting rape differently than they used to. We need a clear definition of rape because yeah. I even think with someone like Kesha, she's saying she was raped. And honestly, you don't know. That could mean he, he – brushed her breast with his hand yes. on an airplane. Just she could vomit. be just hiding vomited. the... Yeah, that was a disgusting image. <laughs> yeah. But Why when you... Use you your hand like that? It's this new trend, man, where people level accusations and then they are vague about what yes. happened yes. and it's like isn't the point of blowing a whistle on someone to get the information out there so it just makes me think they don't have anything no when they break the numbers down actually to what is we would call traditional traditional rape the old i'm an old man the old traditional rape the rape we had in my childhood yeah uh which is what man forcing intercourse on another woman against her will the numbers are much which much is still more. like the dictionary definition of rape isn't it uh sometimes i feel a little raped after the show is over i feel like <laughs> I've been raped a little bit. Like my idea is not taken seriously. Uh, I don't know. It's just, the number is not. They throwing this number. Twenty five percent of women are sexually sexually assaulted on campus uh, during their time in college. And I'm thinking like that's insane. Yeah. Because uh, first of all, everyone went to college. So they kind of know what the reality is. And there was always some incident that happened in, in the freshman year. You know, it was always like one incident that happened and everyone going, ooh, and stuff like that. And there was always a seminar after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember 25% of women being sexually assaulted. That seems really, well, really Well, if that high. was true, why would you possibly send your kid to yeah. college? Yeah, you're just, it's like a, it's like a serious roulette. Of, I'm sending my daughter to college. She's likely to get raped. 
Yeah, you're a <laughs> terrible I'm, parent, and I'm taking huge college loans out. <laughs> like no one seems to be. Everyone seems to be more interested. In, like even the women are more protesting the, the college loans than they are how many times I got raped in college. Yeah, like they're, they're like there's no Occupy Wall Street. I, I have oh a hundred thousand dollars to Syracuse, and I got raped eleven times. <laughs> that isn't in there. I, I don't even know what we're talking about. Once I got off rape, I just get carried away. Uh, Harvard, I, look, if the Spank Boys Clubs wants to keep going on, just let them, let them go on. As far as I'm concerned, it, when you guys get together like that, it keeps them out of other mischief. Well, we still have fucking freedom of assembly. I mean, I, I just don't get how anyone's... Well, if you're, the, 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 the Harvard is a private institution, so they're kicking these organizations off campus. They're saying, you know, yes, it, it, uh, as a private institution, they can kick off a men's only club if they want to. Uh, they're doing it across all the school, all the all the old Ivy League schools that have these clubs. Are so that would just them. be symbolic because they're still going to do the same shit. Oh yeah, they're, they're going to fucking finger each other and paddle themselves <laughs> somewhere else. It is entirely good. I, you know, my theory is like I would never get together with more than one other guy without a girl being present. There's really no reason for like 20 guys to get together <laughs> without a girl. It doesn't make unless you're going to start a sports team. It yeah, just makes, it makes no sense. I mean, to, yeah, to, to specify on a, Saturday, on a Saturday night to spend it with 20 guys like in a room locked in a dark room. That's interesting. I never even thought to do that. Although I am going to Vegas with some friends, and it's like a guy's only because they don't want their their girlfriend. Yeah, it's a guy's only trip until you go meet all the girls in Vegas, right? <laughs> if, you, if you spent the, if, if like the five of you spent the, the whole week locked in the suite, then I'd be a little nervous, right? But the minute yeah. you get there, you're gonna fucking take a dump and go out and look for girls. So I, that's not a guy's only trip. That's just a, a, have meet girls without your girlfriend being their trip. Yeah. Well, you know, I I kind of get what they're doing though, because let's be honest, chicks do ruin a lot of shit. Oh yeah, no, I'm down. I'm down with that. I mean, guys need time to be alone. I mean, it's just like you need some guy time. I mean, but it's like the weird shit they're doing in these clubs where they're like chanting and fucking Latin and like painting each other's faces and and slapping bottoms and talking about whatever they're talking about, like where Hitler Hitler went wrong. <laughs> like, well, how much of that shit are they doing versus like just drinking beer and just fucking? They're drinking beer and stuff like that. But again, it, why would you drink beer with twenty dudes? Like, in a, why would you not go to a bar where there's like women and music? I don't understand that. Like, it, it's just like an employment placement thing. Like, aren't they just talking about what job they're going to get right out of high school? Like, hey, if you don't uh, discuss how uh, Exxon's been lying about this oil spill, <laughs> we'll give you a 200K a year. Yeah. fucking hate no, yourself. Now drop your shorts. We're going to paddle you with my special paddle <laughs> from 1857 with the rubber cushion bottom or something like that. It is, I, I believe that that's that scene in Animal House where you know, the, the, the fraternity is like spanking the guys in the fucking outfits and dark room and the candles yeah. is exactly what's going on in those places. It's all ritualistic shit that they do oh, because wow. it was Done. Whatever they did in the 1700s, they're doing now. That's if the that's lady. the case, then those guys are fucking losers. Yeah, why, now you know why they can't have women in there. Women would walk in and go like, what the fuck are you guys doing? They would never get laid again. Nope. All right, uh, Porcellian Club, you're, you're fine by me. Just fucking keep your gay-ass shit inside your... <laughs> There's nothing worse than gay-hating gays. That's just the worst thing in the entire world. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, you are intending to drink yourself to death, but you hope that it's at like 80. <laughs> <laughs> so like 70 years of drinking then for you. Uh, there's a lot of famous guys in the news recently who seem to be trying to drink themselves to death. Uh, leading the cause is Lamar Odom, who as soon as he got his, his coma legs off from underneath him, like climbed out of his, climbed out of his hospital and yanked the, yanked the, uh, IVs. Straight to the bar. Straight to the bar and just started drinking. And he was wow. out of the, he was out of the nice guy club the other night. Um, he's like, seems to be back into like, you know, a club, a club, by the way, being the very worst place for not. I've never been to the nice guy. Should I go there or do you think it's lame? Uh, I, if you want to see Lamar, like half comatose, like stroked out in the corner, like having someone pour liquor into his mouth, I assume it's a good place so, to go. Yes. 
Yes. I should well, I would assume there's a, a number of attractive women inside that place uh, looking to uh, get with Lamar before he dies. <laughs> so there is that, too. Johnny Manziel has been out in L.A. the past few weeks. Some weird shit where he, he he got fired by the Browns. He has no job. He claims to be living with Von Miller or other guys from the, the Broncos. He knows. Yeah. It's just you know, it's a weird. They they all say they don't have no idea what the hell he's talking about. He's been drinking all the time. He you know he's basically dr- booze got him out of the league. He doesn't think he has a problem, which is awesomely classic. Um, yeah, that's amazing. No, and you know he's twenty three. He's unemployed and he's losing millions of dollars. And he probably will never get employed again. Yeah, I don't go by the traditional. They have that checklist in AA, and it, it's essentially anyone that drinks is an alcoholic. Yes. It's like, you ever have more than two drinks in one sitting? It's like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Yes. Uh, but when it does affect your job and your health, with yes. Odom, he literally had a fucking stroke. And Manziel is, I think he's going to be out of the league. And obviously, drinking has, has hindered him professionally. Well, he, has a, he, he beat up a woman, apparently. Last night, he was in a hit and run car accident on Sunset. So there's, there's a few there's a few side effects to his to his drinking I think yeah so I mean there's there's definitely like he's not like he's not a fun, let's not call him a functional alcoholic like your 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 someone in your family you know is a functional alcoholic or like say leading politicians or like heads of industry remember when he went to Vegas and he donned a wig and like yes. a disguise yes that how was, awesome I bet that sounded like <laughs> such a great idea when you were drunk yes <laughs> nobody will notice you here. <laughs> Uh, I mean, everyone's like, oh, leave him. A-. So here's the thing. So everyone says, like, one strain is like he's a loser. The other strain, which he is, practically speaking, the other strain is leave the guy alone, leave Lamar alone, let him fucking do what they want to do. It's their life. Let them lead it. Let them drink themselves to death. Uh, that's kind of where I stand, I have to say. What do you think? Do we, do we, should we harp on these guys? Or if we just be like, you know what, if they want to drink themselves, if they want to do the leaving Las Vegas thing and they want to go out and they can't stop themselves and this is what they love, let them do it. I think it's a personal decision. I mean, I was thinking about that this morning. Like every person, you know, the goal is not necessarily to live as long as you can. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the objective in anyone's life because if that was the case, I mean, you would you would sleep 10 hours a night. Yes. You would never. Except, except the case of like your rich aunt who you're waiting for the inheritance from. Right. She will go on a hundred. <laughs> she, <will never, laughs> she will never die. Yeah, well, this is leaving the house. Yes. I mean, if you never have a drink, you never have a slice of pie, you never have a piece of pizza, you'll live longer. But no one, no one's advocating that. I don't think. At least no, no sane person. I mean, would you take a hundred nun years over yes. sixty fucking Charlie Sheen years? No, and unfortunately, you can't tack them on at the very end. I've learned so. It's just kind of it's a decision you have to make when you're younger in your life. Yeah, that people don't think about. So you can't just wait till you're seventy and start being really super healthy. It doesn't work like that. No. So if you're going to smoke from fifteen to seventy, you're kind of screwed as it is. <laughs> You're making it to 71. Uh, you don't get another 30 years for quitting at 70. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, should, is, it, is there a role? I mean, we allow, I think most states now and most people sort of agree in, uh, you know, a physician assisted suicide and the right to suicide when you, when you want your life to be over. Uh, doctors will only sign off if you're very ill, of course, not just psychologically or drug addicted. But shouldn't people have the right to drink themselves to death? Isn't that like one of their constitutional God-given motherfucking rights to like just drink until they die? Yeah. I mean, I also – I get why people, especially if maybe you're friends with them or you're in the same business, you'd be like, guys, what the fuck are you doing here? But, you but know, aren't, aren't, aren't Lamar's buddies the ones who are buying them all the booze? Dude, <laughs> if Lamar calls you to hit up a bar <laughs> yeah. and you're his friend, like you're a, you're a pretty bad guy at that point <laughs> if you go. Well, what these guys do, of course, is they circle themselves with people that are enablers, right, that are yeah. like just well, either – 
are as bad as they are addicts or just want free drinks. So <laughs> like if Lamar's like, all right, I'm like, Mario, you shouldn't be drinking tonight, man. You just, you just had a, you had a fucking ischemic stroke and you, you fucking blacked out. Your, your kidneys failed. You almost, you were an inch away from death. Maybe you shouldn't go drinking tonight. He's like, I'm buying. You're like, all right, let's go. I, like, like, yeah, everyone in my car, let's go. Yeah. I think we've all been there before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I kind of am maintaining and I'm not really even joking about it that he fucked himself up. You know, he has like a palsy because he, all the oxygen. Yeah. was cut off from his brain so I, I haven't heard him talk i would assume he has like a nasty slur going yeah, on i'm sure he does so i think he's just drinking to cover up for the fact that, to blame it on being drunk much like you you know you can just blow a guy for for coke if you wanted to just really every time you say that, you keep looking at me and making me very <laughs> nervous. you're making me very nervous uh that's that conspiracy i do not buy at all because i think if he wasn't a raging alcoholic to begin with then the reasons for him drinking might make sense. But I think he just loves liquor. And I think he's on this mission to kill himself, whether it's intentional or unintentional. He just wants to, he just, he wants to kill all the pain in his body, right? He wants to be numb. Right. Which means he, you know, he hates whatever his life. I mean, how much herbal Viagra would you take until you fucking started shooting white shit out of your mouth? <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. It. He didn't die from booze. If, if he actually, like Anthony Bourdain, you know that guy? Yeah. He was like a heroin addict, addict. Yeah, yeah. and he stopped doing heroin, but he was like, well, I can still drink. Like you can actually drink every night and get up and go to the gym and, and be a healthy person. So maybe well, – No, just, well, that's probably not super healthy, but reasonably healthy. Well, more so than someone it depends. That, it, dep- honestly, it depends on what kind of liver you're born with. Some people have that liver. Some don't. Yeah. If you can absorb – some people are like they can't handle liquor. It poisons them, and then they get really fucked up. Um, but well, yeah, if you're like, like if you're well, you're Irish, so you if you're Irish, yes, you can drink as much. As you can yeah, as I went to the doctor. Want. He was going through my stats, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, blood, cholesterol, good." He goes, "Liver, great." And I was like, "How is that fucking possible? <laughs> right? That's insane." Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the you got the Irish liver, man. Uh, it's like <laughs> got one thing going for them. <laughs> that's nice. Uh, I don't know. So, what do you think? If you saw him, like if, if you saw Lamar or Johnny Menzel, and they were like. One drink away, one bottle away from fading out, and they begged you to go in the store to buy it because the guy cut you off. You'd help him out, <laughs> wouldn't you? I would because I, I maintain with Odom that there's a chance he's just having a few drinks and that he doesn't have a serious problem. He's trying to kill himself. I'm not sure I believe that. Uh, and with Menzel, it's like eh, he's just a, a drunk. Like at this point, he's out of the league. What else is he going to do? I, I would even have a beer with Menzel. Oh, Odom, I would, Odom, I would feel bad about it. Yeah, Odom, I feel bad because I, I would if he struck that he's six ten, like two eighty. Someone's got to fucking pick his ass up. They remember when he went out at the brothel? He couldn't fit in the, in the helicopter. That's right. He was too big to fit in the helicopter. You got to know if you're fucking going to – if you're in chance of going to the coma, you got to know you're too big for the helicopter. Why couldn't they just hang his legs out the helicopter? I, I didn't understand that. It must be state regulations. So huh. uh, Johnny and Lamar, as far, as far as I'm concerned, you can you – know, as long as they're not driving – as long as they're not driving, that's the only thing where they could actually hurt somebody else. Which as, they're they're both doing. Yes, of course they are. <laughs> as long as they're not driving, they are driving. As long as they're only hurting Kardashians and other stupid people who are crying over them, I'm I'm fine with that. So, um, just I would I would just request it to go on kind of quickly. Watching Lamar's face, it's hard to look at his face anymore. Yeah, I saw his face the other night. It's just hard to look at that face any longer. So it just looks it's like it's like sad it's like sad puppy dog. Give me a, give me some kind of alcohol thing. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Johnny Lamar it was nice knowing you. Matt, you have a segment this week, I shit you not segment. That's when you read, uh, uh, you go back to the traditional newspaper online and you read one story every week and something strikes your fancy uh, and you share it with the rest of us. This week, it was a story about uh, Ted Cruz. I believe you have donated max, maxed, out, <laughs> maxed out your campaign donations too. Um, by the way, I've only ever made one campaign donation in my entire life, and that was to you uh, when you ran for mayor. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. so I'm 0-1 with my – I feel like the guys who put the money on Bush – 
Yeah. <laughs> Those guys who put 120 million behind Bush and he, he came in last place. I feel kind of like that, except it was only like $25 instead of 120 million. Oh, it's still, I, yeah, I just, I think I was right. I think that actually qualifies as rape. I'm not pretty sure that's right. If anyone wants to like run the city of West Hollywood, all you need is $150,000 yes. and you will be in there, which I didn't have, unfortunately, but no. And I'm glad I didn't, I didn't win because I was happy. I was happy to donate to you. I'm just uh, sad that forevermore my name is linked on that political <laughs> campaign donations <laughs> website where like people are going to like pull up sit and like one day I'm going to learn like I was going for all these jobs and like 20 years later I'm going to learn like, yeah, we we're going to hire you, but right. we saw that if I can get me, you fucking play out blackball forever. Yeah. And you can never take it down, by the way. It never goes away. Um, people don't realize that when they give a campaign donation, it's public record and it lasts forever. Yeah. That's how you know Trump gave money to Hillary Clinton. Yes. Yes. And you can look at all what, well, remember a few years ago, all the um, gay rights groups were looking at all the people who donated against or uh, for Prop 8, whatever it was. Yeah. The one that banned a gay marriage. And they went after those people. There were people in Hollywood. I remember a few people in Hollywood worked in Hollywood where its jobs were in danger and stuff yeah, like that. So. Which I was fine with. I kind of liked what they were doing. Yeah, I do. I'm not big on like the, the grabbing the pitchfork, pitchforks and the torches and tearing people down and stuff like that. But um, it's, it is out there publicly. Um, you like uh, Ted Cruz a lot. <laughs> um, I believe. Count Chocula. Uh, yes. I call him penis nose. He's got a, he definitely has a nose that looks like a penis, which. I can't understand who, which side of the aisle that would be attractive to. Uh, but there was a story this week about something that Ted Cruz really, really likes that he picked up the minute he got <laughs> married that kind of fascinated you. What was that? Yeah, so Ted Cruz got married and immediately went to the store and bought, in his wife's words, literally 100 cans of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Yes. So he brought these 100 cans of soup back to the house and st- – this is the time he could have been fucking his new bride, by the way. Yes. Uh, so he got these hundred cans of soup, and she goes, "You got to return these cans because I'm offended because I I want to cook or some shit. I don't even yes. really understand it." So she returned the cans, and then she consulted someone of her lady friends, and they said, "No, you should let him do what he wants to do." So she went and bought the cans again. She returned the cans, and she went and got the cans. What <laughs> the fuck the kind of fucking couple is this? <laughs> this is. Well, isn't the weird? I mean, the weird thing about the weird thing about it is not the wife who's just a nervous new wife who doesn't know she wants to please her husband has no idea. You know, I think it's a weird thing when people get married and they probably because they're religious probably didn't live together before they were married. Mm. So now all of a sudden you're twenties, whatever, and you're just living with something. I'm assuming he was fairly religiously devout. She probably was. So probably wasn't sexually engaged before marriage, or at least very. Very limited oh, experience with the opposite sex. That'd be weird. I never thought about that. Yeah. And now I think about Ted Cruz's uh, sex life all the time. <laughs> and so now you're living with somebody and you're nervous and he's like a up, he's like a up and coming young lawyer or whatever else he is. And you like want to please the man, you know, in all ways because you don't know what he's doing. And all of a sudden the dude walks home with like a hundred cans of soup <laughs> and you're like crying. because like, I made a huge mistake. Yeah. And you're also crying like, was I supposed to know about the soup? What does this mean? Does he hate my cooking? Am I not supposed to cook for him? I feel like, you know, I don't know what's going on. Why does he ask me to wear a, a, a man's outfit when we're having sex? There's a whole <laughs> bunch of questions she might have. But the soup thing was really fucking weird, wasn't it? I mean, I've never heard of anything like that before. Well, my my first impulse was he was out doing something he shouldn't have been doing. He went to the store, got a cart, and threw a ton of soup. He just yes. walked to the first thing he saw. He threw a ton of soup in there. Like, yeah, I was out shopping, you know, like to, to insinuate that this took a lot of time. Yes. I think he was just covering for something weird. He was doing like possibly fucking a prostitute. Could he have got her flowers? When did he just got her flowers? Most men do that when they fuck up. They just buy flowers. Doesn't or- it seem like something you would do though? You're just like having a panic attack. You just go to the store, <laughs> throw a ton of fucking soup into a thing. Like, look, I bought some soup. Like, you know, you don't even know. Oh, what you're she's fucking- like, where have you been for three hours? Why are you all sweaty? I was getting soup in the car. <laughs> yeah, I was buying soup. That'll 
build. It build is bizarre. Soup, I would say this. He's a, he is Ted Cruz is a very intellectually smart guy. Uh, he's crazy, but he's intellectually smart. So yeah. that seems like the kind of crazy ass solution like a really overly smart guy would come up with yeah which is like he'd outthink himself like i could just say i, I had a flat tire right but instead i'm gonna go to the store get soup what kind of man would get soup if he was, wasn't really want soup and right like, so he, he's, it's possible i have a feel my theory is that he's just like sort of this aspie guy yeah. and he was like under stress because he's newly married he doesn't know what to do and he like just he needs this fucking rain man wapner like at 7 p.m and he's like you know his mom always he probably I assume lived mostly at home until he was married or whatever with this woman. So he wanted his soup. Like he just at, at night he wants his chunky soup, and like he was worried his wife might not get the right kind of soup. And he's a very particular guy, so he bought a lot of soup. Either way, it's got to be a sign of a trouble, <laughs> trouble, trouble ahead. Maybe um, he just likes soup. I mean, that soup isn't that bad, is it? The chunky soup. He's, this is the same guy we read this week. Uh, it was an old story uh, from when he was a, a younger attorney working in the state of Texas. He. Defended the uh, he defended a law that was banning sex toys. Yes, uh, with the theory that uh, masturbation is there's no constitutional right for masturbation. That people pleasing themselves outside of a committed marital relationship uh, was not was not uh, protected under the Constitution. Basically, saying you can't masturbate. This fucking guy. I, I would just like to point out to any like diehard Republicans listening that this guy is the better alternative yes, right. to the guy that's leading in your polls. Yes. You guys are a fucking joke. Yes. Each and every one of you. I've been saying that party's garbage for a long time. And the fact that Trump has made it this far completely validates all those arguments. And I don't hear much about it anymore. No. I'm not getting a lot of pushback on that theory. Or the fact that Cruz, before Cruz started, Cruz was the Trump before he got started. Yeah. He was the guy that everybody hated. Cause he is like this, he's this overly earnest, overly dedicated, weirdly, you know, OCD type guy who just like would like fight with people in his own party because they said like the wrong thing about the Constitution or something. Yeah. He was like that guy, like, who just had to be correct about everything. If you like in the chess club, like someone made a move that wasn't technically correct, he would explain to everyone why it was wrong and like throw the board across the room. Right. So, uh, I mean, there was not a single, he ran, he was a senator, sitting senator, and not a single senator in his own party endorsed him. No, <laughs> there were 60 fucking, dudes, 60 dudes. So they, they hate that guy. They hate that guy. Now they're pretending to love well, his, him. Uh, room, his college roommate's Twitter feed. Yes. And I don't say this often, but his Twitter feed is hilarious because he's just talking. He's telling supposedly true stories about Cruz and what an yes. absolute weirdo he is. Yes, I assume they're all real stories because Cruz would sue him otherwise. <laughs> and so the latest one about the sec- about how masturbation was not protected by the Constitution. Uh, his college roommate mentioned how that's got to be a new thing for him because in college he was he was fucking whacking himself off all the time. I'm gonna use that. You ever been like banging a chick and you're trying not to like prematurely ejaculate? I'm assuming this is a universal thing. I'm going to start picturing Ted Cruz humping someone. I don't know, man. That's a fine. I, I yes, I understand the. Uh, there's an old thing. Old uh, was it George Carlin thing? I think about thing about baseball. Yeah, you know, think about the thing about uh, Cruz is the new baseball. Yeah, but Cruz, there's a there's a fine line there because you get to the point when you're like go too far past baseball and you get the Cruz and then you just lose everything and then you're just kind of like oh yes right. You could just go flash. You could, could go really flash and just no longer have sex for twenty years. <laughs> That's just like I think I stick with baseball maybe going through. The night, he runs the, with Carlin would run through the ninth inning of big game, big baseball games, kind of just keep himself distracted. Is that what it, I couldn't tell if it was baseball player or baseball the actual game? He was actually relive a game in his mind of like what happened from batter to batter. So he's actually like li- living out the baseball game. Wow. So he's like he was thinking, oh, so and so got a hit. Oh, so he could grind it out. Now they give me the second base. Like so he's like he really had to make the fantasy really strong. Dude, so he completely distract himself. Fucking dudes are so weird. They are so fucking weird. Fucking You're the one who said we should just think about Ted Cruz humping, <laughs> like to, to please to make our girlfriends love the experience. See, that's uh, when you talk about things that girls shouldn't know about guys talking about being body in, in rooms alone. 
that's the kind of shit girls should not know about. Right. That their guy is thinking about Ted Cruz fucking naked, slumped over a couch, like fucking banging Heidi. Heidi, Heidi as bad as whatever women think, it's so much worse. It's, it's totally worse. It's so much fucking worse than their worst case scenario. It's totally worse. And when you're in a, a secret environment, society, like, you can't say this shit, like at the gym, you can't say or shit, you can't say at work, even when there's no women around, because you're still like in a semi public area. But guys in a clo- cement building with no windows, I think they are talking some serious shit in that place about women. They don't. Yeah. Women do not want to be part of that club. Well, women don't also – you shouldn't know. Like if you could say like in the Matrix, do you want to take this pill? Yes. You, you don't really need to know that guys just want to fuck you. No. You no, know? it ruins – it kind of ruins life in a way. I mean it's sort of like would you – I mean if, would you really want to know what your girlfriend was thinking about you? No. No. It would, you would never have a girlfriend ever again. <laughs> it's just like honesty is not the best thing and some things should be shielded and we don't need to be exposed to every truth in life. It would make life devastatingly depressing. Yeah. So we have to live in some kind of fantasy world. You have to think the guy that you just met, dated is the best guy ever and giggle to your friends and say how he's a gentleman and he, he loves you for your mind and all this other stuff. If you didn't have that, what would you live for? Yeah. I just met a guy. He wants to finger fuck me out in the alleyway. He's so special. I mean, no one's, no one's, no one's going no to no feel good about themselves from that. We all lie about ourselves to feel good about ourselves, including Ted Cruz and his fucking soup. Eat your fucking soup, Ted. <laughs> What's it? Mm-mm, good. So, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Just think about all those prostitutes. I just pictured him doing that after he jizzed on, <laughs> and, and tasting his own cum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We got to change the subject immediately. Next. Now you know, now you know why his wife is fucking walking around wandering in her overpasses and he's <laughs> Next subject, uh, Erica Badu. Uh, Matt, I know you have all her albums. You're a big Erica Badu fan. You sometimes wear the hats she wears. You buy her special high hats. Uh, she seems like a really, a really super annoying chick, like super duper annoying. Uh, she's a talented singer, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. She's been in trouble with the law. She's one of those weird people who just seems to always say annoying. She was things. married to Andre Binge, Andre Three Thousand. Uh, were they married? Yeah. Actually, okay. They have kids. I don't know. Maybe they just know. had kids. Fucking. Yeah, I think they just had kids. She's a strange, kooky woman who speaks who speaks her mind. And but I like the I li- actually like women who speak their minds when they just say shit without like sort of political cause behind it. They just say shit they believe in. Right. Uh, that's the kind of free speech for women I want to have. The other one should be illegal, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> But like women who just say shit, like you know, comedians who say shit, or other people who say women who say shit. women actually have interesting things to say when they don't like censor self censor themselves and just shit comes out. They don't think like, should I be saying this as a woman? Will I be really? They just say. Well, the shit. problem is they end up contradicting themselves on everything. Yeah, that's, that's why okay they don't too. do it that often. <laughs> that's true. Women are so fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> that was Brian said that. Uh, Erica Badu came out this week. There was an art. There's been a st- articles in the paper. I don't know which one she was referring to specifically about how all these girls are being sent home from high school for like wearing stretch pants or they're wearing like these uh, tops that show off their bras. You can see their bras or th- see through shirts and stuff like that. Not crazy slutty, but you know, definitely more you could have got away with 30, 40 years ago where you're, you know, and, and interesting enough, they're being sent home and the first person to defend them is always their mom, mm-hmm. which I always feel like the mom should be the one saying like, yeah, you should wear a sweater. Whereas mom's saying like, so what? She's showing her bra and her, you can see her ass cheeks, you know, so what? That's like, you know, they're like, doesn't she have the right to dress to make her feel comfortable? And there's a whole feminist strain about how women, you know, are dressing much more provocatively. They're in sports bras and they're bare skinned around all the time, everywhere nowadays. 
And the whole feminist thing is like, look, if guys have trouble with that, if that makes guys horny or wanting women more, catcalling and all that stuff, that's on guys. Guys need to retrain themselves uh, to not be pigs, basically. Right. Well, Erica Badu came out this week and said, basically, no, actually, it's not on guys. Guys actually are pigs. That's how God made them. <laughs> like, you know, a very nature naturist argument yeah. that men are programmed to want to reproduce with women. As she mentioned, as soon as uh, post-puberty age, so she meant high school age. And so while it's illegal and, and not she's not endorsing or condoning, it is something that goes on. Uh, in men's minds, and I don't know how she knows that because she's got her little secret now. Wait, what goes on? Just <laughs> thinking about fucking chicks? Thinking about fucking chicks, but also wanting girls, even the this guy, the boy, you know, 17-year-old boy's school, one of the 15-year-old girls or whatever that are, you know, showing off their bodies and stuff like that. Oh, like when you drive by a group of schoolgirls, you kind of check them out. Yeah, that, but she's actually talking in school. She's talking about teachers, and she's talking about other fellow male students and, you know, everybody else. If yeah. a girl's dressed... If she's attractive and dressed somewhat provocatively, she's talking about uh, the girls wearing mini skirts in particular and saying, like, there should be a rule that girls can't wear skirts above their knees because it just creates – it makes guys fucking hot and horny. And it creates this really weird environment where you're doing something besides education and what you should be at school for. And she took a bunch of shit for that from feminists and everybody else saying, no, women should be able – you know, in a, in a perfect world, women should be able to dress the way they want to. And if men have a problem with that, that's a men's problem and not our problem. But isn't it really – isn't Erica Badu, the fucking crazy hat tax evading chick, isn't she actually right here that this is nature and you can't change nature just because you want to create new laws and make everybody more Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of the, the classic conservative argument, but it's coming from this, you know, black kind of new agey chick. But Big hats. Yeah, I mean, first big of all, isn't, like it, a big brain. isn't it weird that you have to wear clothes in public in the first place. Like you could go I'm to gonna jail. Say no. Just before you go further, I'm going to say no. We're not wearing clothes. It's no. insane. What if you couldn't afford pants? You, you would go to jail. Uh, and, and having a dress I've code. I've seen a lot of guys with their pants on the street. It's never pretty. In this fucking day and age, having a dress code in a public school, isn't that kind of draconian and weird? Well, but it's not. A, it's not. So, there's yes, there used to be dress codes like in parochial school because they didn't want, you know, they thought God was offended if, if you know, girls were showing skin. And they still do in a lot of those schools. I think this is more of a practical solution, which is now that you have co-ed schools, you have boys, horny boys and girls, teenage girls together that girls should not wear dress provocatively. I'm assuming the same goes for the guys. I mean, they're not allowed to wear like see-through shirts or, you know, tight fucking hooter shorts or something like that. They'd probably be sent home too. Um, there's probably a limit. They, they claim that it's sexist and, you know, who gets to wear what. But, you know, a girl like in stretch pants, spandex, sheer stretch pants and nothing else is going to, you know, get a lot of looks from guys. Yeah. So isn't that isn't Erica Badu correct? Isn't this counterproductive to education? And don't women isn't there things that women just like men have to suck up about their gender and just say life isn't totally fair? Our gen this is one of the negatives of our gender is that we can't work. Well, people want to fuck you. I mean, if you think about it, look at lipstick for example. Like, why do why do women wear lipstick? It's kind of fucking weird if you think about it. You're painting your lips red. It's because when you have an orgasm, you know, all the blood flushes up to your face and your lips get all puffy. So you're kind of simulating. And same with rouge. That doesn't happen to me. <laughs> my lips stay the same size. It, I can document it for my own uh, self uh, sex tapes I make. So the argument that women are doing this for their own enjoyment, like I just like wearing short shorts, that's obviously bullshit. You know, they, they oh, you like, mean they like the girls like the attention? Yeah, they like the attention. Like yeah, of course. Them. No, of course they do. I think that's why it's the mom's 
it's the parents who say like this isn't right, and the school says this isn't right. But they're, now they're saying the school, you know, these people are fighting back against the schools and saying no, it's 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 if girls want to dress provocatively, and you know, it's not always slutty, but somewhat showy. Uh, that's the boy. If the boys are getting fucking boners and can't pay attention to their fucking reading assignments, that's the boys' problem. They need to be retrained. Well, look at it the other way around. I mean, if they were forced to wear burkas, you know, what goes on in those societies? It, it kind of starts perverting itself a little bit. So maybe if they had to wear you know, mom jeans, the guys would be even more obsessed with sex because they wouldn't even get a little taste of it. Uh, I don't disagree. First of all, I don't think clothing one way or another stops teenagers or, or stops or, or advances more sex or not sex. Teenagers just want to have sex. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, I'm sure you knew girls who didn't dress provocatively. You still want to have sex with. Uh, yes. I mean, if you go to the beach and the girls wear bikinis, of course, you probably see a lot more than you usually would. So you probably want more girls. Mm-hmm. But you still want girls in general. So if they were wearing burkas, you're still going after them. Well, if the if the argument here is that what you, all, all the guys are talking about is like, I wonder what's under that burka. Yeah, <laughs> she's got some great tits under that burka. Nice toes. <laughs> yes. If the argument is that the with the it's a on. distraction, why don't we just advocate that the kids have more sex and get it over with so that they're not thinking about it all day? Uh, well, yes, that is certainly one possibility the school board will consider. <laughs> like forced, Think about forced, it pragmatically. Forced I mean, sex among the students. It's a biological thing. Your body's telling you that this is something you're supposed to do. None of us would be here if we weren't, you know, fucking our parents or fucking everything. So why not just advocate sex, uh, safe sex? Uh, well, yeah, I don't think that's going to go over too well. I'll bring that up in the next PTA meeting. <laughs> that's something to consider. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever had a lot of sex in your life and then the next day thought, like, I don't need sex today? I had some yesterday. Yeah, I it mean, it doesn't really work like that. Oh, no, I think I it mean, yes, at the does. moment, like, even if, 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 uh, even if recess time was sex time, yeah, it might help no, a little before bit. Before <laughs> you lose your virginity, you are absolutely obsessed with sex. And for most kids, most boys, you know, it doesn't come as early as they would like. They got to fail. So your, a your theory times. is that after they lose their virginity, they no longer, they can put off, like their minds can be clear of sex for a little while. Yeah. I think it's the exact opposite. I don't know. I just remember going like, man, that was pretty awesome. I might want to do that. <laughs> I might want to do that again sometime. Well, then they could have sex every day. I mean, you know, you They're got like two hours sex. of homework, have a fucking half hour of sex, you know, have your, I mean. Well, it's interesting. You become much more liberal. You're beyond, uh, Erica Badu, I'm going to say in your, <laughs> your suggestions. All she was saying, the girls should wear longer skirts, which to me seems reasonable. Uh, they do have single. You can send your kids to single sex schools, by the way, uh, and then where the boys. Just you want them to turn into angry lesbians? <laughs> well, yes, that's that's a possibility. At least you don't have to worry about them getting pregnant early. <laughs> uh, there's something to be said for that. I'm down with you, Erica. I do until I don't care. Like whatever you did to go to jail, it doesn't bother me. Uh, the fucking hats have to go away. I think this totally makes sense. This idea, again, this idea that you can legislate or create rules in school or in government that will change men's behavior is just, women's behavior for that matter, is just ridiculous, you know? Yes, if someone commits a crime, if someone assaults somebody, they need to go to jail, they need to punish and go to jail. But controlling the minds of people is just something that isn't possible. You can't do it. It just, there's no law, there's no man made law that's going to stop people from. Not going to work. No, it's not going to work at all. So I go with the longer skirts. I'm fine with that. I see what some of the girls wear to school these days. And even thinking back to my high school, that never would have got away with that. I would still fuck a chick in a long skirt. I, I just don't really see how this, it's not going to make any difference, but oh, yeah. it makes them feel better. Oh, no, I love the girls who dress conservatively. I thought, I always thought, you always assume they were just naughty underneath. 
right? <laughs> they weren't. It t- never t- that never turned out to be true, by the way. Right. The girls who looked really considered that naughty librarian thing is completely false. It's a false mythology yeah, for men. Yeah, yeah. That like the girl with the glasses and the long skirts and the and the braid and the really tight braid is actually really crazy in bed. No, it's yeah, not the case. no, it's not the case at all. She really doesn't this like. It's pretty. She's upfront. gonna cry. She's gonna cry. She's there's gonna not cry. a lot of code going on with this thing. <laughs> no, there's not. There's not. I mean, girls, especially young young women, they're not able to hide their sexuality at all. So yeah. you can tell the girls are ready. DTF, as the kids call it today. All right, let's get off of that subject. Uh, we have an email from Tony. Tony uh, wants to know, now that we have the equal pay for Women's Monument, what comes next? Uh, as you know, Matt, you and I took a moment out of our day yesterday uh, to honor the fact that it was national uh, – two days ago. Took a time out of two days ago that was National Equality for Women's Pay Day or some shit like that, mm-hmm. which I have never heard of before. It took me – like Kwanzaa was 30 before I heard of Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is only two years old now or so. So we, this got pretty fast. So it was a day for us to celebrate – uh, women getting equal pay to men, or I guess uh, lament the fact that, uh, according to all public rhetoric and unchecked, unchallenged slogans, women only make 78 cents on the dollar to men. Uh, so much so that, uh, President Obama, your president, uh, I like saying that. <laughs> your president Obama, uh, uh, created a historical lamp, a national monument, not a historical, a national monument to equal pay for women. So it now joins the Vietnam Memorial and the FDR Memorial and the Holocaust Memorial, which, by the way, took 30 years to get done. Uh, nationally, you can pay for women. What what kind of monument comes next, Matt? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he just took a building and renamed it. So yes, it would did. seem that in the D.C. sort of south area of the country – there's unlimited potential for monuments, right? Yes, you got mine. You can. So the president now there is actually a new law. He can change any historical property, federal property to a to a mon, turn it call it a monument now. Right. So he kind of gave. Really, the irony here is on a day when he was claiming for for whatever they whatever they consider equal pay for women, the problem. He gave the women a shitty ass monument that probably cost seventy eight cents of the dollar to a regular monument. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of fucked them up. Uh, you know, I think women make equal pay, but in terms of monuments, now that women can really have a right to say we get fucking shitty ass monuments. Why don't they spend less money on our monuments than men's monuments? Because clearly they didn't go FDR money on this one. No, yeah, this is no Lincoln Memorial. No, um, Lincoln's fucking on the back of the penny, man. He, he scored. Uh, they well, so women um, change jobs more often. They um, work less overtime and they retire earlier and they uh, take more leave, you know, for children and things yes. like that. Yes. So that's why they and they also and they also negotiate c- contracts uh, less aggressively than men do. And I've, I've noticed that to be true. So what you had brought up, which I hadn't thought about, is the only way to there probably is a very minuscule gap between men and women because women just are easily more easily intimidated. They will take less, They'll and take probably less. guys, anyone that's a negotiator, you know, they they target someone's weakness. Yes. and women just aren't as demonstrative. They aren't as aggressive as men by nature. They're not willing to walk away as much as men are. So they get screwed. You know, I've had to go to car dealerships with female friends of mine because they don't feel comfortable negotiating because they think they're going to get screwed. And they do get screwed. And so you had brought that's up... sad the, that your, your friends have to rely on you to be the master. I know. Isn't that <laughs> that's fucking really, That's really unfortunate. Because you probably want to walk away with like paying 2000 more than they should have. <laughs> <laughs> While you're in the corner eating the free popcorn and stuff. Oh, the popcorn. I love you're that. You're like eating the free popcorn and they're, they're plying you with like the, the lemonade and popcorn and you're like oh whatever you price you want to charge this fine. I didn't realize the one I went to had a hot dogs really they had a hot dog yeah, you paid if, there, if there's food you're paying more that's just disgusting no um, 
the you know so the only way to solve this problem if if it in fact there probably is a minuscule problem related to negotiating is just to end free commerce like it's just essentially to go communist i think well you can have levels so you can have levels of pay so so the one place you don't have you have equality pay for women is government right because government salaries are set by law and whoever takes the job gets that pay right there's no negotiation there's no chance for women to be screwed it's like whatever the assistant the level 7 assistant secretary or personal assistant whatever or you know labor junior labor department secretary whatever they they're slotted for a certain pay so whoever gets that job gets that pay. There's no negotiation. So there's no the salaries are all equal across everyone who has that same job. Mm-hmm. That's in government. In private sector, we allow private negotiations, like you said. So when you get a job, someone says, I'll offer you this, and you can say, I'll take that, I need more, or whatever else it is. So you're right. We'd have to say that it's illegal for you to set the pay um, or to say to take advantage of someone because they're, whether a woman or they're just not a good negotiator – you have to say, oh, you're an inferior negotiator. Therefore, I'm going to give you more than I would have given you. And you know what's scary? I bet you a lot of feminists, so self-described feminists, would actually agree with you that that would yes. be a good idea. Yes. Because they're all about sort of suppressing information and, and liberty, uh, which is frightening, right? It is frightening. I re- here, my, my very first job, a uh, real job I had, I had a lot of fake jobs, including a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> actually, that was the realest job I ever had. Uh, I remember there were like six of us got hired, and we all went through the whole little tour and the whole little whatever. And then at the end of the day, they, they pulled you in a little room privately. They pulled the six of us apart and said like, okay, we want to hire you. How much money do you want to get paid? And I remember thinking like, it was my first job. I'm going to get a job. I was just like a girl. In more ways than one. And uh, I was like, I said, I actually literally said, I just want to get paid what everyone else is getting paid. The other people are getting paid. You know? mm-hmm. I don't want to sit here and negotiate all day. Just pay me what everyone else is paying. Great. They gave me a job. They gave me a certain salary. Like three months later, we're all this, there was six people all out having drinks. I got less than every other person there. <laughs> and they were all, four of them were women. It was one other guy and four women. And they fucking mocked me incessantly. And I said, how did you get more? And the girls, the girls sitting my right just said like, I asked for more. I said, didn't they say you can't have that? I said, yeah. And they said, I'm going to walk away. I, I, I have a better paying job somewhere else. So they gave me that. And it was substantially more than I was making. Then I felt like the biggest fucking pussy in the entire world. But that was, gives you a little glimpse. Like they gave every single person had was paid. They're all the same job. Got paid differently. All six people had a different pay. Yeah. And it was based on how you negotiated the pay. I was the one who was like, oh, hey, just give me what I want. I just want to be Mr. Fair. Just give me, just be fair to me. Like, okay, we'll be fair to you, fucker, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're getting less than everybody else. And you know what's never brought up either is when women, you know, women can make a grand a night doing bottle service. That money's not reported. You know, uh, bottle service is delivering drinks uh, at nightclubs, right? Not the bottle service you see in the Tijuana show. No, 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 okay. that's different. <laughs> you don't get a thousand for you don't the, get a thousand for that. Women, women disproportionately work jobs where they get cash tips, and that doesn't go on the fucking books. Like when I moved to LA, I was trying to get a job as a bartender, and it was fucking impossible because any reasonable businessman is going to hire a chick with nice tits over me right yeah it just makes perfect even sense. you with nice, t- nice tits would not so they hired. never bring up the fact hey that's part of the reason they change jobs more often is because you can always get that job if you're decent looking and so they just don't have as much incentive to keep their jobs uh and on the other hand uh fuck i that's forgot my point. story well i'll <laughs> tell you this in hollywood where jennifer lawrence complains about the gender pay gap Women, people in Hollywood, actresses, musicians, they make a lot of money outside of their craft doing endorsements, merchandising. Mm-hmm. And the money for women is incredibly more than men. 
the you know the fragrant cologne the cologne the celebrity cologne business celebrity scented perfume business is in the billions of dollars right and almost none of that goes to men it's almost entirely women women shop a lot more buy a lot more product from women spokespeople and models yeah so they make often ton tens of millions of dollars like doing these deals not just in the US but around the world doing like fashion commercials shoe commercials all this other shit that men don't male celebrities don't get to do yeah there's a whole slate of consumer opportunities for women that don't you exist you get for men. a lot of stuff for being a hot chick that you wouldn't if you were a guy even a, a, a good looking guy you get fucking free drinks you yes. know how many you ever do the math on that like and and women just kind of take it for granted because they don't understand the double standard i was renting this apartment in hollywood and this girl i knew super hot came in and she was like i was moving she goes is it cool if i take over the apartment for you because i'm looking for an apartment and i said sure and the next thing I know, she's paying like way less rent than I was paying. Yes. And I kept asking the superintendent yes. of the building, like, hey, do you have any guest parking? He's like, no. She's like, yeah, just park in the guest parking. Come over. Like, <laughs> they don't understand that, was that this they as, actually was have this, it pretty good. Was this as you were helping her move boxes out of place because like guys will only help attracting women move? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, right? Like, <laughs> like, whenever you tell your friends I'm moving, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm gone that week and I have a medical convention. Well, you're not in the medical industry. Well, I'm going to one anyhow. Yeah. Uh, but a hot girl, like, she got 10, she got 10 guys, like, at her part moving boxes out for her, like, and it's like, where do these guys come from? And never quite understands that there's no way we would be helping you if your name was fucking Gary. Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, I like guys named Gary. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. No, women do have a lot of advantages. You know, you're talking about tractor, it's a, it's a small, it's a small subset, but, you know, like, they have their, look, they got their own monument right now uh they can wear short skirts to school uh they can watch their husbands die from drinking alcohol and, and make them sign unsigned divorce <laughs> papers for, for more money women i think women have it better they seem to be a little smarter right the smart women have it better for sure yeah like the women know how to work the system have it better for sure like they got their own monument as far as i'm concerned i get it's on the must-see list now when you visit dc you got to go by you got to spend a day there at the women's equal pay equal pay monument. Oh, Jesus. The only thing, the only way I tell you, the only way I think that monument makes sense is if inside that monument, like an Indiana Jones thing, is the secret to not getting screwed at Jiffy Loop, <laughs> 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 where the guy brings out the air, the dirty air filter that probably didn't come from your car. Right. Because like you had the air filter, like every time you could have been there a month ago. Look at this air filter. You're getting poor performance. <laughs> you got to change this air filter. And every guy goes, "The fuck you!" Like right, right. everyone goes, "Like." Oh no, a dirty air filter. And yeah. it's like, yeah, your car might just explode one day. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're losing money. Your kids are going to die in the back seat because of this air filter. It's only $39.95 to replace it. I'd really recommend it. They go, okay. Yeah. So if the secret to like turning down the Jiffy Loop guy is inside that monument, it might make sense. Otherwise, I think it's just another waste of even 11, the 11 tax dollars uh, Barack Obama just spent on it. All right, that's our show for today. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote and sell yourself like a shameless whore? Uh, I'm at mattralston.net and on Twitter at Matthew Ralston. I've been talking a lot of shit about the mayor of West Hollywood. Nice. The one who beat the one who beat you? Where He's I lost my twenty five dollars? Yeah, she beat me with her. You lost to a girl? Democratic oh, man. party. It's like basketball all over again. This is horrible. <laughs> For uh, Ryan, the sound engineer of the stars is Lex. Talk to you next week. Last man on earth. Yeah.